Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse Sports Talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. Welcome back. Hour number two, Orange Nation. Neil Diamond, our artist of the day. Number eight for Neil Diamond with this one, Steve. This one was required. This did not make my list. But it was requested in the chat. It's more upbeat than the America. other ones. All right. Buffalo is uh, in America. Yes, it is. Just go, go ahead. Say what you got to say. We're on the verge of a Buffalo Bills season recap. Yes, we are. Uh, let's bring on uh, Bills beat reporter Elena Getzenberg from ESPN and uh, Elena, uh, how how do we explain what happened on Sunday? Um, you know, Bills were were favored. It was a home game. They they don't lose home playoff games, and uh, they just were non competitive in, in that game. Cincinnati dominated both sides of the ball. What what happened in your mind? Well, that's a question uh, a lot of Bills players are also asking. Uh, left yesterday with a ton of Bills players also not knowing the answer to that question. And I don't think there is one answer to that question, unfortunately. I think it would make it a lot easier to point to just the coaching staff or just players being, I don't know, emotionally drained from what the last month has presented. But I think it's a combination of things. It's a combination of a roster that wasn't as talented as maybe some thought entering the season, um, a coaching staff that did have this team unprepared, and also just talking to guys yesterday as they cleaned out their lockers they were tired and fair, fairly so after what has been such an emotional stretch with seeing obviously their teammate um, suffer cardiac arrest in front of them on a football field. But there wasn't one thing, and of course, it's hard <laughs> to explain, you know, what happens when you lose in that fashion. Um, but there, so yeah, not one answer. Um, and obviously, it was. I think that it was underperforming what this team actually is. But getting down fourteen nothing and all of that just contributed to by far their worst performance of the season. You know, you mentioned the coaching staff, and and I love Sean McDermott, but it, you know, it, it did feel like they very much got out coached on Sunday as well. Um, it, you know, and I, I know you also look at the coordinators and you look at the the plan they had on both sides of the ball, which was a, a little head scratchy. I, I guess let's let's start with Ken Dorsey. Um, you, you know, his first year calling the plays with Brian Daybull becoming the head coach with with the Giants. Um, you know, Dorsey and, and Josh Allen, we know they've got a, a tight relationship, but it didn't feel like the offense truly lived up to expectations this year. What, what do you think is the future of Ken Dorsey in that position? Do you think he's the OC next year, or do you think they look elsewhere? I think it's too early to say right now. Um, they're still reeling from what this was. Um, and, you know, I, I think Josh has his confidence in Ken Dorsey, and obviously uh, – They've had this relationship for as long as they've had with him being his, used to be his quarterback coach. But I mean, we saw the difference in what this offense is under Brian Dable and under Ken Dorsey. Brian Dable is a better offensive coordinator than Ken Dorsey. I don't have any problem saying that. I don't think anyone does. He's more creative. He was able to do more with less. Um, and I think we saw a lot of a lack of creativity from Ken Dorsey being a real issue. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely a problem. The offense is way too inconsistent, and some of that's on the players, but a lot of it is on Dorsey and various other things. But, yeah, I think it's too early to say, you know, Sean McDermott didn't want to get into it yesterday and 
there's certainly, you know, I would be a little surprised if they chose to move on, but at the same time, um, these are, this is the prime of Josh Allen's career, and they don't really have years to waste under an offensive coordinator who's still learning, which is kind of what Sean McDermott said yesterday, that it's Ken Dorsey's first year as a play caller, and he's learning, but they don't really have the uh, – Comfort of time right now. So yeah. that, that certainly is a factor. And, and then how about on the other side of the ball with Leslie Frazier? I mean, there was the 13 seconds last year against the Chiefs, and then and then this year uh, just unable to get any sort of pressure, you know, consistent pressure on the opposing quarterback, and it, it bit him again on Sunday. Now, with that being said, Von Miller was out with injury. The secondary has been, you know, just ravaged by injuries all season long. Um, how, how much of the, the blame is, is he taking in Buffalo right now, given the, the end result? A lot of the defense, yes, Leslie Frazier calls the place. Uh, that is important to say. This is also Sean McDermott's a defensive coach. Uh, if we're pointing fingers at the defense, which I think is fair, even with the injuries, a lot of that has to go on McDermott, too. Like, I think Leslie Frazier's taking a lot of blame right now. In the past two, it's only been two days. It feels like it's been longer. In the two days since the game, um, I think Leslie's getting a lot of that blame. And, you know, the defense, Game, the defensive game plan was not good against the Bengals. Everyone saw that. Their ability to go up 14-0 was like, it seems so easy. It was way, way too easy. But a lot of that falls on Sean, too. Um, he's a defensive coach. His his presence is all over that defensive game plan. So I, I feel like that one's a little less coordinator-centric, in my opinion. That doesn't mean they won't make changes on the defensive staff. But I think a lot of the blame there should be shared among McDermott and Frazier, in my opinion. All right, one of the storylines that come out of the aftermath of the game was Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen, and we saw during the game – you know, Diggs motioning to Allen a few times. He wanted the ball up. And then, you know, Allen, there was a miscommunication, and he's motioning to Diggs like, I wanted you to cut like that. And then we saw at the very end of the game on the sidelines, you know, Allen's on his tablet, and Diggs is 10 feet from him. You know, it, it, it seemed like voicing his displeasure about not getting thrown the football. And then Diggs leaves uh, the locker room early. He's brought back in, listens to McDermott talk, and then, and then quickly gets out of there. All right, are we to read anything into that other than it was just frustration of a season-ending loss kind of boiling over and everything's fine or is there more to it than that well i think it's more than frustration from the, the season ending loss um if you've been paying if i think if fans have been paying attention Stefan diggs has had frustrations over the second half of the season um his numbers have gone down significantly significantly in the second half of the season he had two games with 100 receiving yards including the postseason um that's a problem <laughs> he's your number one receiver he was on on track for a career year after the first nine games and then that completely fell off a cliff which is a lot of that back to our ken dorsey conversation a lot of that falls on him and his inability to design plays to get digs the ball um but yeah the frustration from steph is not new it was on a bigger platform this time and i think him trying to get out of there was new, early, you know, before McDermott, you know, before all the coaches had gotten down there and all that. But I wouldn't read too, too much into it. I think it's he's an emotional guy. He said that. He kind of, guys show their pain and their frustration in different ways. For Stefan Diggs, it's being pretty vocal and physical about it in terms of, you know, like you said, putting his arms out and kind of speaking his mind. So, it just wasn't this one playoff game, so that's why I think I wouldn't read too much into this one instance. It's certainly something that they have to figure out because 
A, they got to get Stefan Diggs the ball. <laughs> They're paying him way too much money to not do that. Um, but there's got to be better communication. <laughs> but in terms of reading too much into, like, I don't know, like it beat Stefan Diggs being a bad teammate or anything like that, I absolutely wouldn't do that. Or, or, if, there's a pro- or if, there, if there's a problem between him and Allen, or, or you think it's just uh, their, their competitive nature. I, yeah, I'm, it's, I think there's frustration between, you know, Diggs wanting the ball and, you know, whether or not Josh should be getting it to him on certain plays or if that frustration is really coming more down to Ken Dorsey. Um, I think this offense has had miscues all season long, but I don't think, like, Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen are, like, fight you know it's yeah. not like i think people are reading let me just i'll make it simple i think people are reading too much into it okay all right, overall all right, so you know, you you said a little while ago, and and Paulie and I talked about this on the show on Monday that you know you're you're given a certain window to to make a Super Bowl, win a Super Bowl, whatever the case may be, and it's not like the window is closing, but the window doesn't stay open forever. So with that in mind, what do they need to do this offseason? What are the priorities to better this team? to put them in better position next year to take another step or two uh, in that uh, in that quest to get to and, and to win a Super Bowl? That's a really good question that also doesn't really have an answer right now because they have a rough offseason ahead. Um, Brandon Bean said before the year that they didn't really build this roster to like win now and all that, but if you look at what this offseason presents, it kind of points to the contrary. About 50% of their cap is built on, like, six players who they're paying, you know, the big contracts, Josh Allen's contract goes up this year. So they have a lot of needs to fill wide receiver, interior offensive line, got to figure out something at running back. Devin Singletary is a free agent, um, safety linebacker. Like the list is extensive and they don't have a lot of money to do it with. So the bills have a ton of problems to fix. To me, the biggest are interior offensive line. And then whatever happens with, Jordan Poyer and Tremaine Edmonds, those are the key areas, in my opinion, and that's not even getting into wide receiver. So it's an extensive list, and they, like I said, the cap is going to be tight. Creativity is going to have to be involved. But this is a team that, like, was built to win now, and now they're entering a stretch where they're losing a lot of their roster key contributors. So there's, like... The off-season priorities and what they need to do, it's a very long list, and this is a very different situation than last off-season. This is not you sign a Von Miller, and this is fixed. It goes much more extensive and way beyond that, which is honestly not not good for the Bills because they've got some huge question marks. Yeah, certainly concerning uh, for Bills fans. Um, I, you know, I, I would imagine the last several weeks um, – have been very difficult as a as a beat reporter for this team. Uh, I guess can you just kind of speak to what the last month or so has been like uh, following this team every day and seeing how they handled everything and uh, and then obviously seeing a, a postseason that was uh, that was shorter than most expected. It was tiring. Yeah. Uh, this team has been through. I was kind of you know. Speaking for myself, tiring, emotional, and I wasn't playing football (laughs) or like around, you know, what some of these players were dealing with and some coaches and staff and everyone in that building. So I do think there's a lot of frustrations among Bills fans and understandably so they 100% underperformed. But just talking to some players in that locker room yesterday, like they were all of their, I mean, all of their energy went into playing that week 18 game against the Patriots with DeMar on their mind and all of that. And then, then you have to go play in the postseason. And 
just covering this team and being around them, how close this locker room is. Like, we hear that so much. NFL teams are close, whatever. But they spend so much time together, especially the defensive back group and how close they all are. This took a toll, and you could just see that they were, like, tired. (laughs) And, like, mentally, and that's not even getting into the physical part of it. So it's been tiring. This team has been through so much an unprecedented year with, Location changes, blizzards that were horrific for Buffalo, and just all this stuff I could go on and on, but tiring. Um, this has been some, I think it was AJ Vanessa yesterday, so it was just it was a long season. <laughs> I think that's a good way to describe it. It's just been so much for this team. So the performance wasn't good, but I think it's important to keep in mind that just, just how much, like, even for me speaking from a beat writer's perspective, tiring um, and just those guys have been through a lot. So it was, it's been a unique month and kind of in the worst way, but they really did bond together, which I think made the loss that much harder. No doubt. Uh, and I, I guess we'll get you out of here on a lighter yeah. note now. Uh, give me your, your Super Bowl prediction. we got four teams left. Uh, who meets in the Super Bowl? Who wins it all? Oh, I haven't thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I could come up with something. Um... I, I think it'll be the Chiefs will win the AFC because I think Patrick Mahomes is better than his injury. Like, he won't have to deal with the injury. And then I think it will be – I'll go Eagles, and I think the Eagles will win it all. I think they are the best all-around team. Yeah, they certainly looked like it uh, over the weekend. Elena, uh, great job covering the Bills all season long. We appreciate all the time you gave us all season long. Uh, get some rest now, and hopefully we can uh, continue to talk again down the road. Definitely. Thanks for having me. All right. Elena Getzenberg, Bills beat reporter for ESPN. And with that, we'll hit another Never talk about the Bills again. Thank you. 315-437-7644. <laughs> We're back after this on ESPN Radio.